Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chief Chief. I'm here with my boy, Nick Erso, and, and you are tuned in to episode three of Positive Input. Today, we're going to be discussing how scientists created a super enzyme that can devour plastic and how an Australian man managed to save over two million babies over the course of his lifetime. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. You just said this guy saved over 2 million babies? Yeah, dude. Hear me out on this one. There's an Australian man named James Harrison who over the course of his lifetime saved 2.4 million babies. James Harrison, known as the man with the golden arm, he's been a blood donor for the last 60 years that has had a tremendous impact on the country of Australia where he lives. James has a rare antibody that's found in his blood that neutralizes rhesus disease which is a dangerous condition in which a pregnant woman's body, actually her blood rather, actually attacks her unborn child. 17% of Australian women are at risk, according to the Red, blood, Red Cross Blood Service of Australia. Harrison has been giving blood every week for the past 60 years, which has amounted to about 1,100 donations. <laughs> every week. Every week he's been giving blood. Just to, he, He's even admitted that he's afraid of needles, and he still gives blood every single week, which again has amounted to about 1,100 donations over the course of his lifetime. James was actually given the Medal of Order, Medal of the Order of Australia in 1999, and is now 81 years old and is forced to retire from giving blood because Australia limits giving blood past 81 years of age does it till the end the guy literally gave blood until they cut him off he's like nope and so now he's hoping that other individuals will see his cause and basically do the same thing with their life in hopes that you know someone else is found with this crazy antibody that can literally save 2.4 million babies over a 60 year period of time that's awesome man yeah that, right there yeah he's even going against the phobia it, just to like give back to people that can't even repay him just because people don't even know they that. exist these these unborn babies they don't even know they exist and all of a sudden they're born and they're like yeah this guy literally saved your life and you weren't even alive yet with a blood transplant yeah, yeah and they've yeah. actually created um a vaccine now too that it can be given that was using his blood like using specimen of his blood to create this vaccine to literally give to the same people that have the same immunity deficiency or the same unfortunate circumstances so the babies can survive in the pregnant woman's body. Right. That's insane. Swapping blood. Man. Swapping blood for a and good it, yeah, cause. Yeah, he didn't even know that he could do that. He had a, he, I believe he had an open heart surgery. He had some surgery when he was 14 years of age. And he, um, he basically found out that he, his blood was this crazy rare blood type. And that uh, he had the amazing cure to, you know, neutralize the rhesus disease. Awesome. That is, yeah, that is awesome. As Australia, thanks him for that, obviously. Man, that's a cra he's a crazy man. Shout out to James Harrison, man. James Harrison. And like you said, dude, it's like, it's crazy too that he's just giving back. And he hates needles, but he still does it every fucking week because he's like, holy shit, dude, I'm that guy. Like, I'm literally that fucking guy. I'm the guy that can literally provide all that save lives with my own blood so I, i'm he's overly obligated to do so right yeah. recognizing yeah recognizing that no but not many other people have the blessing to be able to do that no so he's taking full advantage of it not advantage but yeah oh yeah back. Hey, give, give it back straight up advantage man he's taking advantage of his situation and to give back to other people man he's literally 2.4 million babies over a 60 year period of time that's, that's, a, that's nations. That's insane. That's nations. He's considered a hero in Australia, as he should be. He should be a worldwide hero, man. He should be writing this on every every wall, man. This guy's nuts. Think about from a mother's perspective, 
so you're having a child and all of a sudden you go into the doctor and they tell you that your your body has your you have rhesus disease which is affecting your unborn baby and what's actually happening is that your personal blood that has fueled your baby grown your baby up to this point in its life is now physically attacking your baby and the doctors are unsure if your baby is going to survive and, and then you have that harsh reality but then up until 60 years ago there was people that were literally losing children all the time not all the time per se but babies were being lost all the time because of this horrific disease and now all of a sudden this one individual happens to find out that he has this magical cure basically and now all of a sudden that all of a sudden he's able to provide his blood that to combat the mother's blood to neutralize the blood and literally save the life of the child like basically inject the blood of another human being into your blood it will neutralize your blood and save your baby wow that's what's going on yeah that's awesome i mean and that's like yeah it's got to be a crazy like relief obviously for the parents of those you know not even yeah. children yet you thought your children was no dead one. and this guy's out here kind of coming to you with a solution he already has he's like no i'll take care of it yeah, doesn't no. even know you doesn't yeah, even yeah. know you doesn't even know he doesn't owe you anything but yeah he's out there giving blood 1100 times over the last 60 years well while we're on the topic of neutralization of blood disease let's talk about uh the neutralization of possible plastic pollution in the ocean through a new scientific breakthrough so scientists have created super enzymes that can now devour plastic uh, scientists have engineered this enzyme that can eat and digest hard to recycle plastics on accident. They created this enzyme on accident. Like anything else that's ever been created in this world, like crazy. It was on someone trying to do something else, and then all of a sudden, boom. You know what I mean? We got ourselves a super mutant that can devour plastics. Yeah, wild. So this enzyme was uh, more de- as a, is a more developed uh, model of bacteria that Japanese researchers discovered in 2016. The, uh, the breakthrough made international headlines uh, because of the bacteria's abilities to digest polyethylene terephthalate, uh, otherwise known as PET. So PET is favored for use due to its lightweight, colorless, and durable properties. This is an ideal material for water bottles, plastic trays. Uh, Basically anything that's hard plastic that we use, the disgusting amount of in this country, which everyone <laughs> right. does it. I'm, yeah. I'm in there too. But again, reference the Brita. If you haven't bought a Brita, go buy a Brita. Save yourself on water bottles, man. Right on. This is an addition to that topic. That's why we're staying on it, man. Play, yeah, play your part. Play, play your part. part. And uh, yeah, so since plastic in nature is uh, practically invincible against microbes, plastic never really degrades, making it a harmful pollutant for our environment. It just sits on Earth. You know, you burn it, you pollute the environment. You put it in the ocean, it pollute, it kills all the animals. You put it on land, it kills even more animals and pollutes the environment even more. It's, right. a, it's a horrible thing, but we use it a tremendous amount of it. It's the, yeah, it's the end. Not the best. Not the best. Um, and I, So, I guess a little more about the research. Uh, the research was taking place at the University of Portsmouth in the U.S. Department of Energy Laboratory. Uh, during the study, they were actually studying a bacteria... Uh, that breaks down plastic and they were trying to determine how this bacteria would break down this uh, plastic 
in the midst of doing so, they created a super enzyme that ended up being way more powerful than the original bacteria that they were studying. Insane. This super enzyme currently has the ability to devour plastic in a few days, opposed to the centuries it would take in the natural centuries. environment. Centuries. That's what we're trying to say here. Centuries. It does not days, degrade days naturally. Days to centuries. Days to centuries. That is. There's no natural degrading of plastic that we know. It is, but it's very, very, very slow that it's almost non-existent. And so, with these uh, enzymes, the goal would be to uh, clean up plastic uh, without polluting the environment because enzymes naturally are non-toxic and biodegradable, so it does not harm the environment wow. in using them. And uh, so the idea that these uh, researchers want to use this enzyme for is to break plastics down into its original components and then remake it into more plastic pieces again so essentially remote like breaking down this uh breaking down the plastic and remolding it back into another plastic part yeah. and uh this would eliminate the need for us to keep pulling out more oil to create these plastics and uh overall the just, amount of plastic in the environment yeah, overall just reduce the amount of plastic needed in our environment so it's basically using an enzyme to do like glass you melt the glass and then you remold the glass it's the same thing with the plastic you're able to break down the plastic and use the plastic that's already been created to create more plastic without actually increasing the volume of plastic on our surface, which is insane because again, we have, we go through so much plastic, man. It's unfathomable how much plastic humans go through. And we've already kind of had this discussion, but now we're switching gears into an enzyme that can help with that. So in addition to you doing your part, we got an enzyme that's also trying to help do its part. Right, right. And uh, I mean, it all comes back to research. Yeah, man. Research in the lab. Is it developed on accident? Right. Like, if these guys aren't out here even doing the first research in the first place, like, that, we would never even have the opportunity of creating this enzyme. And, I mean, obviously, changing the, the cycle from a few days, or from a few years. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A few years. A hundred, like, hundreds of years. Yeah, hundreds of years to a few days. Like, that t cycle... Now think about how much more plastic we can break down and reuse. Yeah, the recycling process is actually a recycling process. And it's actually crazy about a little bit about the recycling process. It's, just, it's saying that if you eat a yogurt and you don't rinse out your container or you drink some milk and you don't, you don't rinse out your container and you throw it away, most of that time because it has food in it, quote, food in it, it ends up in the garbage anyway. So it's like right. the recycling process for plastics, whether we like it or not, is really like not that optimized yet. And this, I think, Very is a step. Inefficient. I think it's actually a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction, no doubt. But talking about direction, think about uh, you know what direction this leads us in. You know, going into the future, think about you know large scale commercially how we recycle now. Now instead of you know using the harmful processes and all the resources now to break down the plastics. Now we can just have big uh, recycling facilities with these enzymes, just breaking down plastics and repurposing and reselling, uh, well, actually just reselling this plastic back to uh, plastic manufacturers to, uh, to repurpose into uh, needed products. Yeah, and it becomes an actual recycling process instead of us just saying, oh, it's being recycled. We're, again, probably only about, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but not even everything you put in the recycling container even gets recycled in the first place. So now the idea that everything can legit be recycled because there's a super enzyme that will recycle it for us. It will eat it down, it will break it down through chemistry, and it will allow us to reuse our current plastic without going through and extracting oil and producing more plastic on the earth, 
we're able to just take what we currently have, which is enough, and we can just reuse it. That's that's recycling. Right, try to keep it to a finite, or try to at least level load the process of how much we're actually manufacturing and putting out compared to how much we're yeah. trying to produce. Right, and it's like maybe it won't be exactly perfect. You won't be able to recycle everything. You're still going to be producing some, but the production rate might dramatically decrease, and we're just going to get better and better over time. And who knows, maybe eventually someday that we're not actually producing any new plastic. We're just recycling everything that's already been created. Right, and uh, to get to that point, it almost you know it would almost come down to again an individual level where yeah you know yeah dang eventually you could get to the point in the future where we use these enzymes in our own homes to make our own homes self sufficient in our like plastics production, and I could see something like this happening you know having these enzymes break down your own plastics. And, you know, the way they have 3D printers nowadays, they could get to, you know, 3D printers are going to get to the point where that's an in-house item that right, you're just 100%. purchasing blueprints off of and printing out what you need in your own home. So yeah. you could use these enzymes, break down all the plastics you have, and repurpose them into a specific print of whatever plastic demand you have. And you just print it right in your home. You don't got to go out and buy. You don't got to recycle all this stuff. You're taking the material you already have using it and again like i like the idea of everyone having a finite amount because it does reduce the production of plastic and that's the whole goal with this is that you have a finite amount of plastic it's an easily enough to, for you to get by as long as you use it sustainably and smart and use your resources well and then when you want to redo something you use this enzyme to break it down and then you just 3d print it all you need is it for a 3d printer is the material that goes in it. well there you go the enzyme broke it down you got a whole new material that's ready to be printed Right. And I mean, even if every home isn't, you know, being as sufficient on their uh, plastic consumption, you know, even if a majority of the families start switching over to that, which we aren't now. Right. It's, not, it's, it's still going to do is a ways out. an extreme amount of damage. Yeah, this is... Actually, who knows? Who it depends knows? on what yeah. they can do You're with right. this enzyme. Right. Who knows? Who knows? And but I, it's, it's not going to be next week. Don't be looking for it next week and be like, hey, Jeff and Nick, man, they were, I don't know what they were talking about. <laughs> right, right, but, right. Yeah, I'm telling you, the future. We're thinking long-term. We're long-term thinkers on this podcast, man. Start thinking long-term. The footprint, it matters. Right. And, uh, I mean, on that note, that was, uh, that was a bomb, so... Yeah. I think uh, we'll sign off on this podcast. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. thanks for hopping on, everyone. Hope to see you guys next time. Episode 4 coming later this week. All right. Thanks for tuning in.